Hey, hello and welcome. You're listening to another episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne, and it's my mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference and to navigate the sometimes challenging worlds of startup, growth, or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you some great concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Chris Genshear. And Chris is a pastor who turned marketing consultant and personal brand copywriter. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks, Brian. Appreciate you having me. I'm happy to have you here and anxious to learn about uh, what you're doing out there. So why don't we start off by telling the folks where you're hanging out? Sure. So I'm tuning in from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. My family and I, we've lived here since 2014. Okay. Nice part of the world. I haven't been it there is. much, but every time I've been there, I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> yeah. So what, inspi- what inspired you to make the transition from pastor to uh, marketing consultant and personal brand copywriter? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I'd love to say that I received orders from on high to go do it, but instead it looked more like we were uh, replanting or restarting a church in the area. And after four years, we just couldn't sustain it anymore. And so uh, everyone who was sticking around said, hey, we love you and your family. We're worried about you. What happens to the church and you guys? And I kind of had to say, listen, I have marketable skills. This isn't the only thing I've ever done. If we're the only reason you're sticking around, I'd rather you go be great church members elsewhere. We're going to figure it out. And so a month went by after that period. Thankfully, I had a little bit of a runway and some severance that kind of helped smooth the transition. But after a month, I just said, what have I done before? And it was everything having to do with marketing, uh, sales and management. Uh, I was even a copywriter before I knew to call it that. Like my first job out of college was I was literally selling garage sale ads for a local newspaper and learning about copy and optimizing and everything else. So I reached out to a few people and said, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Uh, do you know anybody who might need this kind of help? And quick, like within a month, I had about five clients paying me some variation of money for services. And I said, well, let me go all in on this. And a few months later, picked up a couple of certifications just to kind of get some bona fides and things on my website to say, hey, I'm legit. And, uh, and yeah, for the last four years, that's what I've been doing, doing client work, helping them with their messaging for their websites, email sequences. And for the last two years, focusing mostly on personal brands, uh, individuals who they have something to share, but don't always know how to share it, whether it's something that's monetizable or how to get from idea to something that they can give full time attention to. Um, and it's honestly just been that it's been trial error, seeing some things open up opportunities, walk through open doors and uh, kind of find where I fit in this whole marketplace of ideas. Excellent. That's a great story. Um, <laughs> and you, you gave us a little heads up on what your current focus is on, on the personal brand copywriting. But once you, when you did get started, even though you were fortunate enough to get some clients early, what was your biggest challenge to get things up and running? Oh, man. Uh, consistency. I mean, going to your warm market is always a great go-to strategy because your no-like trust factor is already huge. People know you, right? Uh, You don't have to spend a whole lot of time building yourself up. Um, But that's also a very small subset of the market you can serve. And so even though I had a few quick and early wins, it wasn't until I got really serious about saying, no, this is a business, not just my personal network, right? Um, 
doing lead generation, putting things out there, con you know, consistently producing content that let people know here's who I am, what I do, and then seeing the offers start to come in consistently. There, there is no shortcut. I wish there was. <laughs> you just have to put in time and the energy and the attention. And I think I underestimated that on the front end. Yeah, that is that's not uncommon. You know, it's, it's <laughs> entrepreneurs have a tendency to be positive and optimistic, and they think things are going to happen faster than they really do. But, you know, if you pay attention, it's something you can you can realize and learn from pretty quickly. Absolutely. So so uh, do you have a vision for your business, say, in the next three years and a plan for getting there? Yeah. Um, what's funny is this is all really coming together here uh, in a nice kind of way recently. Uh, I'd say in three to five years, uh, what I want to have is essentially a uh, personal brand copywriting agency model where it's not just me working with clients, but we're doing enough work to serve a multitude of people trying to say, how do I take my personality and the value I provide to the marketplace and do it in a consistent but growing kind of way? I used to work with a company that paid me to basically be a coach and a trainer, and they had hundreds of clients paying a monthly uh, kind of fee subscription model just to learn how do I turn my idea into a personal brand? And it's a great, I mean, I still have a great relationship with them. In fact, I'd love to send people their way if that's what you're looking for. The majority of people I found were mostly early stage. They didn't exactly have unlimited source of, re of funds to be able to do this. And so they're patchworking it all together piecemeal. And it would just take them so long to get from, I think this is something I can do to implement even like the first step of the process. What I really wanna do is say, hey, I think if you have a great idea and a desire to serve your audience, how do we compress the time frame from idea to implementation as quickly as possible? And so you have to give a time and attention to that, but it doesn't take as much time as people think and realize. And what I'd love to be able to do is serve as many people that say, hey, this can serve more people. How do I get you out in front of them as quickly as possible? Well, it, that sounds pretty ambitious, man. But it, as you say, you know, with some consistency and some hard work, I'm sure it can be done. So yeah. at, currently, what do you see as the, as the biggest roadblock standing between you and, and achieving that vision? And um, what are your plans for getting through those roadblocks, if any? Yeah, I think the biggest obstacle, hurdle, roadblock, whatever you want to call it, is I think it's just a misperception of what a personal brand even is. Um, I think a lot of people, they hear that word and they think of like, I gotta be a Kim Kardashian, right? Or I've gotta be somebody with a name or a trust fund or somebody with a huge following that people are gonna pay attention and listen to me. And I say, you don't need that many people to actually have a sustaining business. Instead, you just have to package your, your the kind of the constellation of your, your passion, your experience and your perspective in a way that matches to a market that needs it. And you can actually do quite well with a very small audience if you just know how to put those things in front of them. So what I'm doing is I'm basically taking my own medicine. I mean, for four years, I've been doing this for clients. I honestly have not given as much attention to my own personal brand. So I've been experimenting and saying, how do I take myself? In fact, I had one old Twitter account and I think I had something like 2,900, 3,000 followers on it. but 
it was everything from copywriting, marketing agency to, you know, cussing out NBA refs because they would not call a foul for Luka Doncic to save their life, right? <laughs> just frustrating, you know, just rants and raves and things and everything. And I just said, you know what? Uh, let me be serious about Twitter. I kind of just took it as sort of the cocktail party social media platform. But just two weeks ago, I started fresh from zero. And I said, all I'm doing is going to provide value-oriented organic content on copywriting and personal branding. I made a goal in one week. I said, can I get from zero to 100? That's kind of an initial milestone. I didn't do it in a week. I did it in nine days. And I wrote a, a thread about it that then took me from 100 to 300. And all it is is just applying these same principles of saying, how can I focus my brand and my message? How can I do it in a strategic but on-brand kind of a way? and start to see that spitball. From then, I've already picked up clients that are reaching out to me saying, hey, would you actually write for me? Because I like your style and I like how you're doing this. And I like what you're talking about. It's gonna be the same thing. You just gotta keep putting in those reps, doing the work, modeling the behavior and saying, here's the strategy, here's the action plan. Let's execute on this and we're just gonna grow organically along the way. Excellent. Boy, you put a lot of thought into this, so I can't see any reason why you're not going to be a success at it. So while we're talking about it, what's your ideal client look like and, and how do they find you? Yes. So my ideal client, probably anybody who, like your audience, is an entrepreneur, maybe self-described thought leader, maybe they're an author or speaker, or maybe they're just somebody who has a whole lot of expertise in subject matter knowledge in their area. In fact, one of my old clients, uh, she was basically a bookkeeper for three nonprofits under one umbrella. She launched out as a fractional CFO and literally <laughs> doubled her take home income within a matter of months and compressed the time she was working by half by doing it. So it's anyone in that arena that just says, hey, I have something that's going to help a particular audience. And this is how I do that. Um, how they find me, honestly, right now, I'm going all in on Twitter. And instead of leading you to my website, I'd rather you just go follow me there and say, hey, I like what's going on here. I like following and hearing this stuff. And if you want to reach out to me, I have put a little link in the bio. You can follow me there, ask me questions, reach out to me about anything you want. Uh, I, I love engaging there. And it's a great way to, again, showcase value, but also be personable and relatable because that's what really the platform's for. Anybody who's interested in that growing, what I say is you can really grow your brand when you grow it with empathy. If that's uh, resonating with you and you like that kind of style, not just throwing a whole bunch of money at something and making it grow artificially, then I'm your guy. Would love to talk to you and love to help you get in front of the right audience. Good. So uh, Twitter's the main focus. And, and how do they find you on Twitter? Is it at Chris Genshear? Close. So if you want, I'll drop it in the chat. It's at Chris underscore Genshear, G-E-N-S-H-E-E-R. Okay, great. That sounds good. So uh, we're getting toward the end. We got a lot of great information out here in 10 minutes. I appreciate that. So uh, uh, any final thoughts for our listeners? You know, I would just say this again, knowing where I'm coming from and who your audience is, I would say, even if you would say, I have no interest in, in growing or starting a personal brand, I get it. That's either a personal preference or a business decision, but either way, the value behind having a personal brand or any business endeavor, I think is ultimately how, who are you trying to help and how are you trying to serve them? 
whatever you're doing, like in business, if you could get really clear on those two questions and be just obsessed on that, you're going to make it no matter what it is you're trying to do, no matter what obstacles you're overcoming. I think I hear a lot of people talking about like the current business climate and recession fears and this, that, and the other thing. And I know, and everyone else knows, listen, that's all noise, right? The signal is if you've got a good product and you're providing good service and you're trying to do it with a good intention for an audience who needs it, just double down on that and you're going to win in any condition. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. Well, I think that's uh, excellent advice to everyone out there that's a, an entrepreneur, regardless of what entrepreneurial hat they're wearing. So I'm going to use that to uh, end this episode. So that's a wrap for another great guest episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And just before you leave, if you liked it, please give us a five-star review and maybe share it with a couple of friends. And if you want to make sure you can uh, catch up on past episodes and not miss any of those coming in the future, go to evolvepreneursecrets.show. And if you're an entrepreneur and you got a great idea in your head, let's get it out there today. Thanks for listening.